0: I'm Matt Dixon, and welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. The mission of Purple Patch is to empower and educate every human being to reach their athletic potential. Through the lens of athletic potential, you reach your human potential. The purpose of this podcast is to help time-starved people everywhere integrate sport into life. Hey guys, Matt Dixon here, and just before we get cracking with The Cracker, that is this week's cracking show... I know that I have been barraging you about insights with Inside Tracker. And the reason that we have formed this partnership is really clear. I've mentioned this in prior shows, but it is kind of the time now, right before the holidays, as you're right in the midst of your off season, you're starting to edge towards that whole new year, new you. It's a wonderful opportunity for you to dig into your biometrics, get a baseline understanding of where you're at. And then with the recommendations all peer reviewed, the inside tracker will provide you. you can get going with some really strategic action in your nutrition, your training, any supplements you might need. And the nice thing is you'll be able to get some results. you'll be able to see how am I improving? It's really, really positive. We like to utilize it for all of our athletes at Purple Patch, and we think that you will benefit too. And right now, for a limited time, you can get 25% off everything in the store. So here is the magic code. Please don't share beyond yourself or go on then, share it away. Purple Patch Pro 25. That's Purple Patch Pro 25. And all you need to do is head to insidetracker.com slash podcast. You can put in your code and get all of the benefits there. All right, let's get on with today's show. And welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast, as ever, your host, Matt Dixon. And what a miserable way to launch 2022. Because, ladies and gentlemen, it's all broken. Fitness, it's broken. And guess what? your new year's resolutions, they ain't gonna stick. It's all wrong. But is this doom and gloom? No, because today to celebrate our 200th podcast episode, we are going to set you up on a pathway of success. We're gonna pave the way for you to have a successful performance journey so that you can elevate your health, improve your energy, be a better version of yourself. Isn't that a little bit more inspirational? You see, today's show to celebrate is a little less for the highly driven, motivated athletes that are looking to take it to the next level. Those event-driven obsessive types that are always looking for the edge. No, today is for everyone and anyone seeking performance gains in life or energy, whether it's for sport or otherwise. It's also for the frustrated, the challenged, the every person. You see, today is all about rewriting the script on how you can improve your framework to actually amplify your health, your energy, your fitness, your performance across life, all in 2022. You get to ignore the fitness nuts and the health gurus. Yep, you know the ones. Yeah, them the ones that promote wonder life, and they can just capture everything. Look, at me. I'm wonderful, but they actually fail to live it themselves because today we're going to get down to brass tacks. We're going to get really practical. You want to crack the code to performance? Today's episode will be a really good start. Oh, and you guys, the more obsessed and athletic driven inclined, yeah, you athletes, you should listen up too because I'm pretty sure that I'm going to provide some important grounding for you before you start to rush yourself into that annual cycle of injury and fatigue. Yes, folks, I am in the mood. And so let's do it. But before we get cracking, of course, we've got to do the Squatty updates. Yes, the Squatty Update. And guys, in this week's newsletter the weekly purple patch newsletter, Kelly and I extended an open invitation to our very loyal readers. We said, hey, come train with us. And I realized that as I say this, it kind of sounds like normal company marketing speak, but in honesty, it kind of goes well beyond because both listeners to this show, as well as readers of our educational newsletter have enjoyed our education on broader performance across sport and life. Now, the purple patch DNA has always been deeply soaked in triathlon. But our passion has always been to educate and empower all humans to improve in sport and life performance. As we like to say, we bring athletes to life and life to athletes. And so while we do cater to triathletes and we love triathletes, over the last year or so, we decided that we're going to put a lot of our team energy into building out the sandpit, to expand it, to open up access to the Purple Patch methodology training and community for folks that maybe don't identify as triathletes. Now, let's pause here. We love triathletes, and we always will. But the good news is that you no longer need to be a triathlete to actually train with us because we have been quietly, training a whole host of endurance and fitness enthusiasts that don't identify as triathletes for years. But we decided, you know what, let's make this front-facing. Let's actually dip our toes in. No, let's plunge in and do this officially. And so whether you have a focus on strength only, whether you'd love to run via a multi-sport approach, whether your passion is cycling or improving your cycling or health via cycling, For performance in life or yes if your quest is to improve triathlon the good news is that purple patch programming has expanded now you might be interested in this you might hear what i talk about today and think hmm that might be good i might want to dip my toe into that not to get a plan from us not to exercise but to actually embrace the performance journey See, there's no filter of gold stars at Purple Patch for how good you are, what your performance level is. The only requirement that we have is for folks to have a passion for self-improvement. That's the thing that enables us to say everyone is welcome. And so today, as we celebrate the 200th episode of the Purple Patch podcast, Kelly, myself, the whole Purple Patch team would like to invite you invite you to become a part of the purple patch team come and train with us how do you get involved well email us info at purplepatchfitness.com so that we can give you more details or simply just head to the website you can even just add your name to the interest list because we have got upcoming over the next two or three weeks the launch of the bike squad and the run squad two brand new programs and so if you add your name to the interest list we will keep you up to date on the details, the launch, etc., all with absolutely no commitment outside of information being provided. And remember, both of those new programs, we are limiting it, at least to begin, to only 50 athletes. And once we get the 50 athletes, we will meter our invitations as we can provide the service and support that we pride ourselves on. All right, so this week, Squatty Update, it's very simple – an invitation to lead you into a new year of performance. Really, the backbone of today's subject. That's our squatty update. Now, Barry, holy cow, mate, you better be banging on those strings today because it is word of the week. We like the way he thinks, serious with the weight. What's up in the book? It's time to take a peek. It's the Dixonary word of the week. Yes, the word of the week this week. How can it be anything else? The word of the week is 200. Holy cow. Ladies and gentlemen, this today, as you listen, is the 200th episode of the Purple Patch Podcast. And it's funny because when we reflect, we launched this show at a time where most folks would say, why in the hay, would you start a podcast? In fact, most of my family members didn't even know what one was. It's like recorded radio? Well, I want today to go back to the start because our mission at Purple Patch is to empower and educate. And we have a really loyal group of followers that have a passion to improve. But we really wanted to create the best and most convenient way to expand our education and also help become a filter for so much of the misinformation and craziness around performance that's out there in the world. And so we started this show with a very simple concept. The first is it had to be education focused. Number two, we didn't want it to be anchored in triathlon. Instead, we want it to be broader. And so it's all around a single word, performance. And whatever your relationship with performance is, we wanted to deliver education around that. And then finally, we wanted to ensure that we would remain really authentic and open. And so therefore, our advice provided on this show and perspective must be driven to help folks like you improve to perform. Now, in early discussions, when we decided, yes, let's do this, I said to Kelly, all right, podcast. Good. I'm going to need, well, I'm probably going to need a desk and I'm certainly going to need a microphone, but surely I'm going to need a sidekick, someone to bounce ideas off, to create my foil, as it were. And Kelly said, no. And I said, okay, well, uh, let's do a guest list. It's going to be interviews. And Kelly said, no. You see, Kelly had a vision and it was me talking and nothing else. And it was enough to allow me to break into a sweat. Me? I can't talk into a microphone. Who would want to listen? I still sometimes have that question too, but at least to begin. And I thought she was absolutely crazy, but guess what? She wasn't. And we launched with me talking and it resonated. But there was one thing we did need, and that was a producer. Because we realized, Kelly and I, we couldn't do that thing. We weren't so much as the mix-a-lot type thing. And it just so happened that I had recently been asked to be a guest on a show hosted by Kerry Barrett, based in Austin, Texas. That show tried to be funny. It's a good show, by the way. It's good fun. And I went on, and I was interviewed by Kerry, and I found her to be really professional, insightful, easy to work with. So we decided to reach out and ask Kerry For a consultation, hey, we're thinking of doing this ourselves. Can you give us some advice, some counsel, some of the things to do, some of the things to avoid? And Kerry, being Kerry, graciously agreed. And by the end of that 60-minute call, the conversation had taken a turn. And Kelly said, look, why don't you stop telling us how to do it? Why don't you join us, Kerry? Come and do it. So Kerry said, well, that sounds exciting. Would you like a resume? Nah, just do it. Come on, let's do it. And here we are, Kerry and I, Team Purple Patch. Yes, the addition of Barry, of course, with on site production and some other areas, but a really small team. And the driver and the rock of this podcast, this show, is Kerry Barrett. And here we are together, 200 episodes in, and not an episode missed until we decided to take a focused two week break over the holidays. And why did we do that? We wanted to refresh mentally. We've been digging into some planning of an evolution of this show over the months ahead. But it is enough to say today, wow. Thank you for the ideas and leadership to Kelly. Thank you, Kerry, for your ideas, your commitment, your passion and work. And most importantly to you guys, the listeners, we really, really appreciate it. And we're incredibly excited about the year ahead. And finally, guys, if you do enjoy the show, if you find it helpful, perhaps sometimes a little bit of fun. We would love you to leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts or whatever your listening platform of choice is. And also, something that really, really helps is for you to share the show with your friends or those that you think might find it helpful. It really helps people find us, and that, of course, is a good thing. All right, you can tell today I've got a spring in my step, number 200. I'm still amazed. I can't believe with that. But, Barry, you are my rock, my friend. And I really want a well-played, welcoming end to this word of the Week 200. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the meat and potatoes. <music> Yes, folks, it's the meat of potatoes. So let's come back to the main theme of the show, the simple fact that fitness is broken. In today's show, we're gonna break down three elements for you. The first is a little bit of an investigation into what's wrong with the health and fitness market. And then secondly, what you need, and perhaps want even without realizing, in your journey towards health, energy, and improvement. And finally, will frame the key components of what every successful performance and fitness enthusiast really needs to be successful. And so rolling into it, we need to do a little bit of a deep dive into the fitness market. And to do this, I thought I would tell you a real story. Just like Jack Nori. one of the sections on the video bike coaching sessions we have, and it's also a television show from my childhood, I get to tell you a story and you get to listen. Radical way, eh? Jack and Nori. And this time, this story is about a friend of mine whose name happens to be Jack. Now, Jack works really, really hard in real life and he has a family and he is consistently committed to improve his health, his energy, his performance. But Jack, like many people, every year, right around this time, we sit and we wait for the commitments. Here are the regular favorites from the last few years. I'm going to do dry January. I'm going to embrace fasting. I've just got a chili pad. It's a sleeping mat. Wow. I'm going to get into Zumba. Remember that, ladies and gentlemen? I've got a brand new exclusive gym membership. I've signed up for a half marathon. I'm going plant-based. Barry's Boot Camp. Oh, CrossFit's going to be the next big thing. A whoop band and a daily step goal we could carry on. The key, as might resonate with you, is that every year, Jack emerges from the holidays with lethargy, typically, because he's had a little bit of excess food and holiday spirits around the December timeframe. And he has a commitment to emerge into this year, a better self. Now, with Jack... History has told me that now I make a little calendar note to myself. Right around my birthday, that's early March. Yes, presents will be accepted. But right around that time, I think, you know what? I'm going to make a calendar appointment because I'm going to check in with Jack and see how he's going on his new quest for this year, whatever this year brings. And you know what? I've yet to make it to my birthday before Jack has pinged me first, frustrated. He's either bored or he's off of the fitness or new nutrition fad wagon, he's injured, you choose. And the truth is that Jack is just like many folks. He's taking some elements of components of potentially good things, embracing them wholeheartedly to an evangelical lens, but without utilizing the lessons that are right there in front of him from highly successful approaches in performance. It just takes one thread and yanks on it. Look, there is a reason, and I tell Jack every time, right over the holidays, there is a reason that performance-focused programs tend to yield really good results. And there is also a reason that much of the fitness market has to lean on really large-scale memberships that are sold to folks in the desperate hope that those folks that have bought them forget about it and don't actually utilize the services. You see, Jack is not unlucky and he isn't weak and he's certainly not a failure. He just doesn't have an effective approach to this part of his life. And most of it, Most of the problems stems from the fact that he is leaning into a fitness market that is unfortunately set up in a way that doesn't help Jack or folks like Jack succeed. Despite much of the fitness market's very best intentions, they're not evil, they want to help. But much of the common expertise and approaches just absolutely failed to deliver long-term progression and results. And it's sad, but it's the truth. It's a systemic failure of helping people improve performance. Now, I personally want to really help Jack, and we want to help you. And so what we should do is consider some of the challenges with the typical structure of the fitness and health market because some of the challenges with the way that they're set up are gaping holes in performance acceleration. It's literally sabotage. Number one, it's all, or at least almost all, anchored in short-term thinking. The quick fix. The second element that's a gaping hole is almost every element, whether it's a video subscription product, whether it's a gym membership, it's all a la carte. Like a buffet, you go in as the participant and you have to choose every day. Random is another word for that. A third element is there tends to be very isolated or narrow thinking of exercise and exercise only being the solution come on, get your butt into gear, work the pounds off, exercise, exercise, exercise. This is the thing that's going to change your world. And only this very narrow thinking of just anchored around exercise, helping you perform across life. And finally, as a part of the fitness and health market, there's a healthy dose of evangelism. Things promoted as the magic pill, the answer. And every year is the change. We don't need to look further than the nutrition industry. Where a couple of years ago, it was all about carnivores. And a year before that, it was all about keto. And now it's plant-based. These are elements that are good and are important, but they are not the answer. There isn't an answer. And so when we look at the problems and we think about short-term thinking, this random a la carte approach and narrow focus of exercise is the gold solution and the evangelism that permeates across all, yes, fitness is broken. And if we look at these types of programs through another case study, I think it really comes to life because I have a very real executive athlete that I have worked with for some time and his name is Ben. And when Ben first joined, we could identify several really key challenges. And these key challenges were things that we see across many, many folks, both male, female, it doesn't matter. To first understand Ben, you have to realize, like many of us, he's highly time-starved and has a pretty stressful life. And As a part of that, he wants to perform at work. He wants to feel better. He's on an absolute quest so that he can be present, not just there physically but not there mentally, with family and friends. So what he's seeking is a more, that mythical word I know, but that more balanced life, perhaps a greater control on his health and performance, and of course, behind it all, improved health, improved energy. The challenge that Ben faces is that he has a really poor structure of time management prioritization around his calendar and his schedule and layering on top of that perhaps because of that he has less optimal habits in sleep both in terms of quality and quantity there's a lot of travel a lot of broken sleep a lot of stress now that is a very common set of challenges but on top of that then ben looks in the mirror And he thinks, you know what I could really do with losing some pounds, shifting my body composition, but doesn't have any real direction on his eating. And he has no real scope on how to tackle this without just saying, I've got to commit to something that's going to be an additional stressor in life. In fact, one of the very first questions that Ben said to me when he was painting the picture of who he was in very Ben style, he said, look. Matt, I don't even know if I'm supposed to have a steak every single night or be eating the same thing as the cows are eating at the farm down the road. As soon as I start to do some freaking research, I'm told that fat is the answer. Then I'm told that it's all plants and I am so freaking lost. I end up just not worrying about it and going with the donuts. And that's like a maze in itself. So now we have this stacked sleep, we have a loss of direction on nutrition, we have really poor navigated energy management in the day with big swings up and down. He wakes up relatively energized and high strung, almost stressed and amplified, and then he slumps in the afternoon and it all compounds with really poor sleep at night. And of course, his exercise consistency was in the garbage. In fact, any time he managed to establish any sort of consistency with exercise, he was typically derailed, another niggle or injury. And it wasn't because he had a lack of desire. It was the fact that it was really painful. It was a mess. But the truth is that this is the norm and not the outlier. And so if Ben turns his head towards the fitness market for his solutions, it's going to be really challenging because he can't just throw exercise at the problem. He can't layer in short-term thinking. He can't become evangelical around a single element of this performance challenge because the truth is that in life, Ben is a high performer and he's ambitious and he wants to thrive. It's not laziness. But the fitness and health market isn't able to provide the solutions There are two main sections to this. The first is exercise. If we just throw exercise as the solution, let's think about how the fitness and health market does it. Most exercise programs fall into the big cavern of a trap of poor performance. And the first, as I mentioned earlier, is it's all anchored around an a la carte approach. Customers, clients, athletes, they show up and they do the work. And what they do, no matter what the quest is, is they just do what they feel like. Do I feel like high intensity today? Do I feel like speed? Do I feel like strength? And there isn't any journey to this. And if you think about it from a structural standpoint, how can there be? How can a Peloton or a boot Bootcamp unify everybody? joining a class under a journey, a methodology. And so instead, they lean into a la carte. And what this means is that ultimately, Ben or anyone else's training, in parentheses, is completely random. It lacks progression. And so what stems out of this lack of progression, lack of a journey, random approach, a la carte, as I like to label it, is the same complaint that happens From the vast majority of exercise classes and approaches. After about six, seven, eight, maybe up to 10 weeks, a performance plateau occurs. The stimulus that got an initial body adaptation, initial boost, starts to dry up. The results dry up and it gets both mentally and physically stale. The instant gratification of those initial weeks slows down. The plateau occurs. And that strikes at the heart of the problem, random. If you do anything random in life, you're gonna get random results. A lack of progression, and layer on that, a lack of targeting the correct intensity for every person creates a problem. And in fact, none, this approach means that none of the most basic and important elements of how we approach performance progression of an athlete are present for everyday people. And that is madness to me. Now, another real challenge with this is what we would call isolation of focus. And all of you evangelical gurus and quick fit merchants, you can perk up and listen here. Let's think about Ben. He's broadly reaching for performance, but he's faced with challenges. And so when you have someone like Ben looking for answers and being promised through marketing and quick fixes, magical solutions, it's going to lead to frustration. Because if Ben follows along evangelically and just goes plant-based, that's not going to get to the root of his challenges. It might be healthy for him, but it's not going to actually solve anything. And equally, just because, or if he can start to exercise, that's certainly not going to cure his energy management. Just because somebody exercises doesn't make them necessarily healthier. And he can commit to sleep in isolation, but that's not going to suddenly turn everything on his head and become what he envisions as a performance hero. Because the truth is that for you to find greater performance, greater energy, improving your health, it's seldom down to one thing being the answer. It's a collection of really simple but important things working together. That's why we talk about the recipe so much. A recipe, different components blended together to create something really, really nice. Now, I do want to have a little bit of caution here because there is truth to the fact that people who are stagnant, that are failing in their performance journey. There is massive value in just taking the first step, getting going. And that's really, really hard. We've talked about Dina, my friend on this show. It's really hard to get going. And so keeping things incredibly simple and just starting to walk, that's a good step. And I should make note that By getting going quite often off of one action, one habit, be it exercise or improved sleep or change in diet, people can start to build out other supporting elements around the world of performance that can flow into each other. And it is true that one basic habit change can lead to the adoption of greater supporting habits. And before you know it, yes, huge performance lessons can emerge, but that's really different than anchoring the next great thing via evangelism. Because I think it's great that Deepak loves meditation and Ariana loves sleep and all of those beyond because they are good and important, but a single component isn't creating the ultimate performance solution. And so as we go on, I want you to remember that your toughness alone will not enable an emergence to performance and just because you exercise per se it's not going to make you necessarily healthier and you can very much be low performing in life while you decide to embrace sleep but but if you can get a framework together that helps pave a path towards a recipe of performance and it's more simple than you might imagine but if you can get that going and then you can accelerate. And so with part two, let's start to move towards the solution. If fitness is broken, we need to adjust our mindset. We need to refresh. We need to look at things in a different way. And there is a really basic and simple mindset to help you solve your fitness. Now, as I go into this, I'm not gonna sugarcoat things. Let me make one thing absolutely abundantly clear. Success, your success, can only be built on a long-term mindset. And that mindset needs to have a solid foundation of really basic habits that, by definition, these habits must be integrated into life. In other words, they are habits, things that you do without too much thought, that you do in the long term, and they mesh with all of the other life stressors. Your approach to performance, if we wanna call it that, cannot dominate, and they shouldn't, these habits, turn you into a monk. They've gotta be actually somewhat enjoyable. But for you to actually really amplify health and your energy and how you perform in work and in life and in sport, it absolutely requires commitment and follow through, and yes, some hard graft. Nothing is easy. There are no gifts. There is no quick fix. There are no magic pills. Your personal solution will require a healthy dose of pragmatism and absolutely nailing some basic but critical elements across a few areas of your life. And so how do we get going? How do you actually set the lens? Well, there's a really basic thing really basic, and yet the fitness and health market don't look to it or they ignore it. The first thing I would recommend you do is seek lessons. And the lessons that you seek are the lessons from those that do things really, really well. Seek lessons from the high-performing individuals. What are folks who consistently perform at a high level doing? How do they go about it? and then what lessons can we draw from these folks? Now, at this point, there is a healthy tension and it's a healthy tension between drawing lessons, but on the other side, ensuring that you don't just simply fall into mimicry. You don't just copy and paste into your life. And let me give you an example of what I mean here. A purple patch, we have long leveraged our professional athletes that we've coached for a long time as our living laboratory of performance. They sit there and we take them through journeys up to the world-class level and we look at them in a lab-type setting and think, how can we draw lessons from these folks across training, recovery, the importance of sleep, integrating strength, everything under nutrition, let alone components like navigating adversity, developing mental and physical resilience. Our list could go on and on and on, all of those elements of performance. But across each of these areas, we're actually equipped to draw lessons and insights and actually even build performance models so that we can understand how to create high performance in a really predictable manner. And we observe and we learn how these athletes go about it. And it is an absolute ocean of performance lessons. We look for those lessons. But, and this is hugely important, and it's a really big but, the very last message I want you to take away is something like live like a pro or train like a pro. Firstly, Jiminy, it's pretty intimidating. <sighs> I'm not a pro athlete. But secondly, it's also a life that most of you guys, as listeners, would absolutely run away from as soon as you understand what it entails. It is not rockstar life. It is rather mundane with tons of repetition. And almost every decision that an elite athlete makes is made with life wrapped around sports performance. And for you, for us, that's not a way to live life. And so we want to, on one side of the equation, draw all of the lessons of high performance. At the same time, we don't want to mimic them. And that's where adaptation occurs. Because if we can learn how they go about it, we are then in a place to adapt those lessons and apply them to your situation and your needs. And that is critical. And so, What we can do now is go through some of the key principles that elite athletes use that you can actually translate and apply to your situation, your fitness and health. Now, for these, as we go through, I talked about fitness being broken. These are non-negotiable. In other words, I would, as you launch into this year, say, if you don't have these elements in your programming or approach to your health and your fitness you are going to find it very very hard to create results over the long term that continue to help you improve across life. Okay so you're ready? Have you got your pen and paper ready? Because these are worth writing down. Number one, dump the exercise mindset. As we talked about at the top of the show, the exercise mindset, the way that most of the fitness market is built on, is random. And so therefore, your results are going to be random. You cannot expect ongoing results and improvement if you have a routine that is random. So instead, you need to train. There's a massive difference between the word train and exercise. I want you, I want everyone, to train. And this doesn't mean that you need to be obsessive. And in fact, you don't need to compete in events or competitions or races. But your program should be layered over the course of an entire calendar year. And that program should enable you step-by-step to progressively navigate very structured exercise. And very structured and progressive exercise is called training. Now, in our community of athletes, probably a quarter of the athletes that we help improve performance in sport or life never compete. One in four of our athletes, they have no interest in competition, but everybody trains. And so the first principle is to dump the exercise mindset and embrace structured and progressive training. That's number one. If you go into this year and you say, I'm going to train on a roadmap with purpose behind it, doesn't mean that you need to sign up for a marathon or an Ironman, nothing like that, but you do need to train. It's the only way that you can be successful. The only way? Yes, the only way. Principle number two, in order to be successful, remember Ben, high strung, underslept, Challenge with energy management, body composition, consistency with exercise, constantly navigating injury and niggles, feeling overstressed. Yes, that Ben. In order to be successful, Ben and you and all of us need to value recovery as much as training. I can say training now because we've dumped the exercise one to the training. Yeah, good. Okay, so value recovery as much as training. A lot of folks assume that results just emerge from exercising. And moving your body is, of course, critical. It's really healthy. But in order for you to optimize results, your body and your mind needs a focused opportunity to reset and recuperate. That's where all of the adaptations occur. So that can mean many things. That can mean integrating easier days of training that are just soul-filling, that you're moving your body, that are much lower stress, that doesn't feel like you're fighting to actually get stronger, higher, toughy. This this ain't Rocky Balboa, and so really low-stress days. But it also includes stepping back and enabling a mental and physical refresh, and to actually structure that on an ongoing basis as a part of your recipe requires a massive amount of courage. It's okay to go easy. Every high-performance elite athlete absolutely embraces recovery as much as they do the validating, confidence-building, really hard work. And so the elite athletes realize recovery is a performance enhancer. Okay, great. So we've got two principles. One is go really freaking hard and train. The other part of it, the yin to the yang, is make sure you embrace recovery. Now aligned with recovery is principle number three, and it's a non-negotiable. Number three, commit to sleep. You cannot find best performance, improvements, improve body composition, manage energy management, etc., without a high commitment to really high quality sleep consistently. And guess what? Elite athletes, the people that we model our performance after, they love to sleep. They embrace it. And Most of these athletes include, as a part of their program, daily naps. Now, these folks tend to have less overall commitments outside of their training. And so, admittedly, they have more time. And as a part of their performance program, sleep is integrated. It's important. But that said, if you consistently nail down four hours or five hours of broken sleep, that's not a badge of toughness. That's just a badge of performance stupidity. You see, even if you drag yourself out of bed and you exercise every day, if you're not doing it without consistent high sleep quality and quantity, that's a little bit like cooking a shepherd's pie and not having potato a key ingredient of your performance is missing. Now, I should point out that I do also like shepherd's pie with mashed cauliflower, but I need to hide that fact from my very judgmental British traditionalist friends. Anyway, perhaps that wasn't a good analogy, but the point is still there. Sleep is a huge component. And so yes, Ariana, you're right. We should embrace sleep. But on top of that, we need to embrace stepping away downtime, recuperation, and having a backbone of truly structured training. Remember, exercise that is structured and progressive is called training. Okay, good. Principle number four, there are only seven, guys, these seven basic tenets. Principle number four, elite athletes and you should fuel after every workout. Now, don't overcomplicate this, but let me point out that professional athletes always see caloric consumption post-training as the final piece of the session. The workout is done once I've refueled. And I think you should look at it in the same way. By consuming particularly protein and carbohydrate after your exercise, which is structured and progressive, therefore it's called training. I'm going to say that many, many times today. By consuming those as quickly as you can after exercise, it's going to help with your energy management in the day, it's going to help reducing unneeded stress and cortisol levels. It's going to amplify your results from the training and the hard work, and it's going to yield better consistency over time. So it's a part of your program. And suddenly we start to paint this picture. Wow, what's he talking about here? Structured and progressive exercise, that's training, anchored with really good sleep and recovery, post-workout fueling, goodness me. You know what that sounds like? The purple patch pillars of performance because it can be applied to anyone. Okay, so three principles left. Principle number five of seven. This is an important one. Remember what we talked about? Let's observe, review and draw the lessons from elite athletes. This is an important one and one that surprises people. Embrace coaching and absolutely commit to ongoing learning. Now, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to think about some of the best athletes that you can think of. Serena Williams, LeBron James, Cristiano Ronaldo, the list goes on. Elite athletes have a lot of access to anything performance. And they are also really prone to the hooks and the attractions of quick fixes. They are highly motivated. And of course, naturally, it's in our DNA. They're looking for an edge. But the very best of these athletes intentionally lean into coaching. All of them. I've yet to meet a highly successful professional athlete or high performance in business and life, I should point out, that don't lean into coaching. Most of them are perhaps somewhat surprisingly really coachable and they lean into coaching so that the coach or the mentor, the advisor can help them filter, filter the elements of everything that they have access to to say what is actually of high value for them and perhaps just as importantly what should be disregarded, where should they the athlete place their limited focus because we only have so much willpower and capacity. And mentors, advisors, coaches, they provide perspective, wisdom, and direction. In business, in life, and sport, coaching works. And I know that's said by a coach, but it is very, very clear. And so if you want to be really successful, I don't mean this as an advertorial for Purple Patch, but if you want to be successful, it's very difficult and very strange to me that you say, yeah, it's really hard and someone like a Ben from our case study, I'm by definition really struggling in this area, but I'll work it out myself. You know what? I've got googly. That's going to help me. It's not. It's really complex, even though the solution, once filtered, can be really quite simple and actionable. All right, two to go. Number six, it's very simple. Even at the most individual of sports, the very best, the elites, don't go it alone. I seldom, very occasionally, but seldom see elite performance who are able to maintain the passion and the results by going on a long-term solo journey. Team is great. Community is powerful. And guess what? It makes it so much more fun. And when you have fun, you're happy. And when you're happy, you enjoy it and stick with the program. And when you stick with it, it creates consistency. And your body adapts and you improve. And so I would encourage you as you go forth, don't just go it alone. Become a part of something. Get engaged. And finally, number seven of the lessons as you look forward. Number seven of the lucky seven. And this is critical. And this is an overall perspective element. Before we do number seven, I want to go back one more time. Let's just go through what we've talked about. Dump the exercise mindset. Structured exercise, structured and progressive, is training. Boom. Value recovery as much as training. Commit to sleep. Fuel after every workout. Lean into coaching, get a mentor, get a guide, someone that can help you, that's seen it before, that can help you filter all of the noise out there and get you to actually place your focus on something that's going to yield results. Become a part of something, don't go on the journey alone. And finally, what the pros are exceptional at, is just focus on your boulders of performance, the really repeatable key elements. When Tim Reed won the world championships, Over the course of that whole season, we filtered his focus down to becoming a master of seven basic habits. Now, Tim probably had access to 700 components he could focus on. We narrowed it to seven. Just think, in today's show, I talked about seven things to focus on. So Tim just focused on those. And In this world of quick fixes and tracking and metrics and magic pajamas and so much more, guess what, the vast majority of your best solution is a really smart, progressive and integrating training program. Embracing a really set of very basic habits around recovery and nutrition, and then wrapping yourself in a really supportive community with, of course, a healthy dose of expertise and wisdom and when you embrace a serious commitment to not overcommit, instead, you actually have the opportunity to master these basics. And when you get to master something, you develop this sense of control and you're happy. And the list goes on. So those are our seven elements. When I look at world-class performers and we adapt them for people like you, and people like you come to us and say, okay, how shall I do this? This is in some ways what we lay out. This is what you should do because this isn't the fitness and health market. This is performance and this is how you're going to get great results. And if you lean into this recipe and you get your recipe right, what won't happen is some big quick fix. In fact, I doubt that you'll get invited to be a before and after picture for six weeks abs or one of those brochures. But what will start to happen is you will have given yourself a much better chance of actually enjoying yourself with a commitment to life. And what will start to happen over time is you'll develop a sense of logic and control and understanding about your performance journey. And emerging from it, you'll start to gain a more predictable and stable energy, which will be elevated higher. So you'll be more energetic and you'll have a sense of control and you have a bit of a structure. And if you stick with it, you'll really start to love it. In fact, it will become a part of who you are. It's a non-negotiable. But here's the best thing. If you do that, Because you notice I didn't say, you're going to get XYZ faster, you're going to drop this much weight or any of that stuff. But if you think about control, happiness, energy, knowledge building, and you just focus on that and you allow yourself to actually have fun doing it, in a year's time, what will happen is you open the door of opportunity of something that I've seen many, many times. And that's that a person who has struggled and repeated time after time after time again and suddenly flips, like what I'm hoping that happens to my friend Jack that we talked about at the top of the show, of someone who flips and goes about through a performance mindset and instead in a year's time sits at the end of the year, comes up a level and looks back and says, holy shit, I can't believe how far I've come. I can't believe what I've become. I can't believe who I've become. I'm happier, I'm in control, and I'm healthy. And from this position, this is a position of power, This is where you can make choices. It might be, hey, stick with it. This is me. I'm great. Or it might say, you know what? From this place, let's go on. Let's elevate. What else can I do? Or perhaps even I'm going to take on a challenge. I'm going to enter and put your own event of choice. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why at the top of the show, I said normal health and fitness market is broken. Because it seldom delivers on these promises. And so what I want us to do, wherever you're listening, is I want us to hold hands. And I want us to launch this year with some memorable language. Fuck New Year's resolutions. How about a commitment to performance? And as ever, here we are. How we talked about in the squaddy update. It's a perfect time as an invitation to train with us because we used to be only for triathletes and it is who we are, but now we're more. Our sandbox is bigger and we get to welcome more people, lifestyle, strength, running enthusiasts, those that love to ride their bicycle, those dancing on the outside without direction, and of course, as ever, forever, triathletes also. So I hope to launch our 200th podcast show. That this perspective helps. And I want you to take care. Now, just before we leave, you guys, it's back. For you loyal, longtime listeners, you will be bursting out of your overtight jeans with excitement because it has finally returned. Yes, we didn't have it at all in 2021. The last season was navigating through 2020. It was the Peter Minute, and finally, after a long and patient wait, we are back for season two. Season one of the Peter Minute followed the ups, the downs, the victories, and a few failures of Peter, a man unnamed, who went on a personal journey to successfully complete a 50-mile trail running race through setbacks, injuries, late nights, a midway general loss of enthusiasm. But out of this, Peter emerged and he ran like a giant. And then on the back of this great victory, we heard nothing. Tumbleweed. What happened was the pandemic shut Peter down. He went quiet. Illness? Income? Injury? No. To be honest, we just couldn't find that thread, the connection, the drive to make magic the most popular element of the show. But sometimes, like a gift. These things come to us, a present. The storyline for season two, what could it be? It was just delivered to us. It emerged. It's the same Peter, the very same man, just as heroic, our hero. He is back for season two. Now, for 2022, Peter, a man who will remain nameless, is on a quest this time, not for running, but for riding glory, seven days of 100 mile plus days, with many of those days more than 10,000 feet of vertical elevation gain through some of the most historic and challenging climbs in the Alps. Yes, Alpita is doing the alt route to Alps. Now, He's already, as we start this journey and we go week by week and follow his progress so that we can draw lessons and insights of the everyman training for such a challenging event. Already at the very start of his program, he's had lessons because he initiated his initial planning for training. And his thoughts, well, yeah, his instinct was three weeks, Three weeks, you ask? Yes, three weeks of training. He thought that's going to be what's required to get ready for the alt route. And what a costly error of judgment that would have proved. But luckily, Peter, being Peter, course corrected. And now we, as loyal listeners, get to follow along his journey. Many more than three weeks ahead until August, Mr. Peter. And so today it's just the kickoff we are going to yield many performance lessons ahead. But today, folks, that's the show. And so we finished the day and we finished the days and weeks ahead with the Peter Minute. But that, ladies and gentlemen, is episode 200. Thank you all to you guys, the listeners. And as ever, if you're interested or need more information, purplepatchfitness.com is the website or you can email us and reach us direct, info at purplepatchfitness.com. Until next week, which, by the way, is an absolute belter of a show. Please stay safe and take care. Cheers. Thanks so much for listening. This has been the Purple Patch Podcast. And if you like what you hear, we'd really appreciate it if we share with your friends and really go the extra mile. Head over to Apple Podcasts or your favorite platform to follow, rate, and review the show. Your support and reviews go a long way to increasing our visibility and, of course, the exposure to time-starved people everywhere who want to integrate sport into life and ultimately thrive, just like me and you. Don't forget, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Links to the episode resources and all of our programs can be found at purplepatchfitness.com. Thanks much for listening. Take care.